Drawing is an act of meditation because as you give it form and draw its lines and its textures and its colors, it sort of tells you what it wants to become. It is a language that subconscious uses to communicate to us what's happening beneath our awareness. When we shine a light on this, we can tap into tremendous amount of knowledge. And this is exactly what our guest does. She discovers herself through art, where she is guided through art making process to explore and understand her subconscious self and lets the rhythm of the music lead the way to express her creative flow that reflects in her emotional healing. Louisa is trained from Chelsea School of Art, North Oxfordshire College and School of Art, and De Montfort University. Louisa is a regular artist in a residence in Greenwich, art fix, often seen drawing and painting live. However, she has previously painted scenery for different theatre productions, such as The Gate Theatre, The Young Vic, the German Street Theatre and painted theatre costumes for productions like Beauty and the Beast, River Dance and Cats. She has also exhibited at Blackheath, Charlton and North London of Menier Gallery in London Bridge and Espatio Gallery in Bethnal Green. She has taught students how to express and use her experimental methods in gesture and freedom at the Strand King's College London. I'd like to start with saying thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. If you could please introduce yourself in your own words. My name is Lucia Colella. I'm a, a working artist. I live and work in London. And um, at the moment, I'm working with Arts for Refugees, which um, hopefully we, we are... Um, hoping to raise money, funds for refugees to start their own business and give them the help through working with artists. I am currently working on a uh, community arts project, which is uh, to um, improve the health and well-being of certain vulnerable groups in um, in the borough of Greenwich. Um, these groups, hopefully, they will include a dementia group, a autism group, and um, a mental health group. So it's all all to do with improving their, their um, general well-being with with art lessons. Um, and we're currently applying for uh, funding to do that. So. Um, and this, this will involve sculpture, it will involve um, painting and mixed media and hopefully we will, we, we will be able to uh, do an exhibition. The idea is to, to have an exhibition at the end of it so family and friends and the community can come along and see that and also um, not just a, one exhibition, but a travelling exhibition throughout Greenwich, so the, the borough of Greenwich, so people can, um, you know, everybody can see it and everyone can enjoy it. And so that's uh, what I'm working on right now. 
Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And I know that you've been working with uh, BizGs to help any profits for the work that you're doing to go towards helping refugees uh, to become entrepreneurs and hopefully transform their lives. But um, today, I really want to focus a little bit around your work and really understand kind of what got you into the type of work that you're doing. So in your own words, um, why did you get into this form of art? Art has always been with me. As a child, I uh, would draw from comic books, you know, superheroes. I mean, that's how I started off which is the best thing you could actually do as a child because um, in the comic books there's lots of action action um, images, you know. So it, uh, it's, it's a very good uh, thing to, to look at as, as a child. But um, growing up I got more serious about it. I had an older brother who was meant to be the, the artist, um, but... Um, Really, it's because of him and, uh, I guess, being in competition with him, I, I, I wanted to be um, an artist too, <laughs> be like my older brother. Um, uh, so I got into art as I grew up and I, I just felt like I, I, you know, I'm happiest, um, I'm happiest with art. Uh, for many different reasons, and it's um, I, I feel like me. It's not just uh, about aesthetics. It's about um, just uh, releasing um, emotional energy, um, but it's also exploring ideas, um, which is the, the um, most exciting part. You know, just even if those. Ideas don't come to fruition, you know, ideas lead on to other ideas. So um, that's, that's the exciting thing about art for me. Yeah, It's very interesting because the first time we spoke, you spoke a little bit around your childhood and what it was like for you growing up. And something that I really want to actually discuss is you mentioned that when you were growing up, there was, there was no female... Um, characters as role models and so you know you you felt like you had to kind of show up through your the work of art that you're doing because there was a lack of female empowerment there was a lack of women in um in, in the idea of what uh superheroes should look like and feel like i'd love to learn a little bit more around kind of what were some of the things that came up for you when you were growing up when I was growing up, you know, there were there were no there were no role models. We had things like characters like Wonder Woman, which um, I felt was, you know, I just felt she was a bit lame, and <laughs> I did discover uh, some other characters through the Marvel comics, and one was. Phoenix that who who dealt with fire, and I think there was another one called Storm who was a bit darker, a bit more real, a bit more gritty, you know. And really, um, I felt um, people, the people in my life um, at the, t the time, I felt the real heroes were for me um, 
I mean, talk about real people is the women in, in my family, yeah? So I felt, I saw that there were many more um, male role models in the shape of superheroes like Spider-Man, you know, the, the, the Flash, uh, Superman and... Uh, Wolverine and uh, the Hulk and you could go on and on with the, the male heroes but there was very few and in in uh, real life looking at looking at female artists you just you won't you won't find any in the, in the history books um, of course we know a lot more now with the people like Frida Kahlo and Eva Hess and but um They've only recently come about. Maybe in the nineties, they started appearing, you know, and then it was all people started realizing. Oh well, you know, um, actually, uh, a lot of female artists have been there throughout history, um, right from the beginning, you know. So, um, well, there's, there was Michelangelo in Renaissance Italy. Um, you you would have, um, I think her name was Sofia Angusola. You know, there there is there, there were women there, women artists there, and they've always been there. And and the the thing about these these artists are they they just went against the grain against all odds and they smashed through glass ceilings you know whether it was um, exclusively just for men uh, women were just you know they were they were just good artists and and they just wanted to be artists and, and nothing to do with their sex or gender you know just they they just had to get on with it and be who they were and, and show their art and, and they and they break through these glass ceilings. And those those women uh, are throughout history are just heroes for me, you know. They are amazing um, that they could do that in their times when they were not even considered worthy of um, consideration. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that it's so interesting that you brought that up in our conversation because for me, when I was growing up, it was Xena or Hercules. Um, and that's kind of the most uh, that I would have seen. So if there was any form of kind of a warrior, that was it. But what I found yeah. most interesting about the form, of, um, the form that you use is that you created this, you know, discovery of oneself through your art where you're able to use your intuition and your mind and your subconscious and you let the rhythm of music lead the way to express your uh, creative flow and reflect your emotional healing through that. And I think that through your work, it really shows um, so many different, it's so colorful and so pleasing to the eye that it, it, it just makes me wonder, um, what most touches you about the artwork that you're facilitating today? When you mention the music, this is the most surprising thing. Um, the music uh, is something I've recently hit upon, um, and I realised that uh, when you play music, and when we talk about playing music, I don't mean background music. Use music as a as a tool 
So uh, I can use one song and play it over and over because it matches an image, a mood that I want. Um, and that, that song, you play it like like a teenager, like you know, and then you get into it and you're loving it. And and what it does is stops the, the head from chattering and being logical and stopping you being, because the mind can inhibit you, you know, uh, and, and you, you know, you're, you're sort of um, restricted to behave. Whereas the music, while you're playing it, you get less inhibited, and you, and you, um, and uh, and you can let your heart lead. So your heart then takes over, and it's like. Um, your head saying, well, you know, you should actually do this, and your heart saying, no, forget about that, forget about that colour, forget about that line, pick up this and just go with it. So you're not thinking, or you think you're not thinking because you're letting your heart lead, but actually when afterwards, when you you have your image, um, have your form and you've let the heart lead, your trust is re rewarded, you know, tenfold, because you are then, uh, then you can see that um, your heart has logic too, you know. It's, it's, it, it was right about that colour. It was right about that form. It was right about how to describe the mood. And... Um, and not only that, you you think that the image you've chosen, the song that you've chosen, is maybe nothing to do with anything right right at that moment in time in your life, and then you're looking at it, and then you suddenly realise what it's all about. Maybe um, something has risen within you that some issue that you have right, but you know right now or it might be an issue that's playing on your mind for many years whatever it is it all makes sense all of a sudden you know it makes sense and it's all because um that you've allowed uh, the the music to take over and let the heart lead and and it's not through drink it's not through drugs it, it's not through any sort of narcotics, you know, or, or it's just music and um, maybe a few cappuccinos. <laughs> and then you get to let the heart lead and, and um, suddenly there's all this um, wonderful um, reason there in front of you um, and it makes much more sense to you and reaches you because it's emotional probably um people society today are not allowed to be emotional or show emotion openly especially not in um england i think you know it's all about um i don't know very serious with business and <laughs> you know ha having to um uh, obviously, you know, work by the rules and that. But um, emotion, emotions are always there. It make, it's part of what makes us human beings. Um, a good part, I think. And it's interesting that 
you've brought up uh, emotions because art is also a way to get clarity on what emotions we're holding back. And so you mentioned that art is also now used as um, it can be quite therapeutic, which I know a lot of therapists use this as a form of kind of drawing out certain emotions out of individuals that may struggle to talk about certain things. And so your, uh, and this is my understanding of your art, um, I feel like is an expression of your emotional and psychological needs. But also what's really interesting is when we first spoke, you mentioned that as you were growing up, there was so much emotional support and investment in your brother and his success and his education um, and in comparison to you who was a woman um, in exactly the same sort of position with not only probably the same talent but actually even more talent you lacked that that support and that that you know kind of emotional um, requirement that one needs when they're growing up and I just wanted to ask you, do you feel that your art to some degree also is showing us how to show up as women as well as what you want to show up as a, a human? Uh, no, I think, um, yes, uh, you know, I, uh, it, was, it was, there was a lot of uh, investment in my older brother, um, because he was meant to be the the artist, um, um, had he not been there, I probably maybe I wouldn't have been that uh, as interested in art. But uh, I, I was, and I, I felt that um, maybe I'm never going to be as good as him. But then when I actually got a um, you know, uh, a better degree mark than he did. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. I just um, art is for 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 everyone, but for me, it's um, it's a big part of who I am. You know, and I put a lot of my life and I've risked a lot to do it to go back to it I mean when when there was uh, you know life happens you have mortgage children and you know you have to have a a, a, a um uh, an income that's regular and art doesn't doesn't allow you so um um when I decided I'd had enough of being a tour guide and talking about the painted hall in Greenwich and decided, right, I, I, I need to uh, actually do this instead of talking about it, and, and I went back to it seriously um, from about 2013, I just decided, right, that's it. Uh, uh, I, need, I need to do this because th this is what apart from my children, my family, this is what m m makes life worth living for me. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, emotional investment there, yeah, um, a lot of risks, uh, but I, 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 need, I need to do it 
I need to do that. I, I feel like if I don't do do these these pictures, these drawings, I feel it build, building up, and I need to. It's like a release, so it is like um, therapy, I suppose. Um, and it keep, keeps me sane. Keeps me sane. Thank you so much. I'm balanced. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing. I think there's so many things that you could learn from someone like yourself. It showed up for us when we were growing up and the lack of emotional support that we had, um, which is yeah. now drawn out of the, the artwork that you're doing, which is which is so interesting. And it's funny because I think in your own words, you said, my heart beats faster when I begin a piece. And to be honest, I'm on edge as I listen to what others see in my work. What ultimately I'm grateful for is the feedback as it often sets off another idea. Um, and I thought that yeah. was very, very interesting. So we've we've touched on a number of things, kind of uh, the lack of support that you were given whilst you were growing up as a woman, the lack of role models we had as women ourselves. And then you decided yeah. that you're going to show up for the missing pieces that could hopefully help not only draw out new conversations, but also help uh, start a healing process almost. For anybody who really is listening to this podcast or is listening to this at the moment, um, do you think that your art can influence community outside of the art world? And so when we look at a painting, when I looked at your painting, I felt it had so much colour and so much emotions and so much... It was like there were so many different situations happening in one painting or one drawing that it was hard to pinpoint whether this sculpture, painting, drawing was happy, sad, emotional, deep, wounded. And so for me, I guess um, it'd be very interesting to learn a little bit around how um, you feel your art is influencing the community. I hope so. I hope it just it's not just with artists, you know, um, other artists... I hope it does reach other people. Really, I do because I know it reaches um, musicians, people who, um, who who are interested in in music. I've had musicians come to me who, who want a piece of artwork because they can. It's like they can hear the music in it. <laughs> Although you're looking, they can kind of. Maybe see a rhythm or, or, or a beat, maybe. But um, so, yeah, I think it's good to, I hope it does just transcend all the arts and, you know, everyone. I hope it does uh, and, and brings out ideas uh, for other people. Like, like um, working with businessmen is, is, um, quite a new a new thing with me working with um arts businesses with arts refugees <clears throat> that's um uh, a, a great idea you know it's a great concept because uh, our, our co collaboration is helping uh, going to help uh, refugees um help themselves you know and that's just through um, art. It's just through the 
you know, some of the drawings that I've done and, and other people. But so, yeah, I hope it does transcend, you know, and reaches lots of different people um, and gives them uh, ideas about what they can do with their own life or how they can um, move forward in their own life. Uh, and uh, like you were saying, Razia, heal, heal, overcome, you know, um, and be a, a a better version of yourself, you know? Absolutely. And it's so interesting given that the lack of support you had as you were growing up as a woman, the lack of role models that there were, you not only went on to prove yourself as the finer artist in your house, but you also showed a space of how to express yourself through the love of art. And that led you into painting and, um, you know, working with different theatre productions. I'd love to hear a little bit around how you got involved with the Gate Theatre and the Young Vic and working with huge productions um, like Beauty and the Beast and Cats. And, you know, these are very, very big names. I'd love to learn a little bit more around that. Oh, I was actually, when I left university, um, my brother was working in, both my brothers were working in a, a T-shirt factory in, in Islington in a, a um, with a company called Trade Winds and they were um, on this industrial estate um, and one day a lady came down. I, I, I was just packing T-shirts. That was my job, you know, very, it was, the start of me paying back my student loan <laughs> um, and they came down from this lady came down from upstairs one day and she said does anybody paint and I just looked around and I thought couldn't believe what I was hearing and she said uh, yeah does anybody paint because I'll give you five pound an hour um, to help paint costumes and so I just said yeah I could I do this you know so I'd be working at this t-shirt factory and then I'd go up to her studio and her name was Nicola Colleen and she she was the one who had the contracts with cats and and um uh, Beauty and the Beast and River Dance and it was a textile studio, so I was painting on textiles, learning a bit about that. But it's in in working for uh, Nicola after hours um, that I met other people who were in the um, theatre business um, and had um, their own dreams of uh, doing theatre design and, and and needed a painter. You know, so I went and helped, and for one production at the German Street Theatre, for a, a man called a young man called Charles Quiggin, um, I did these. Uh, it was a production for um, Carmen Miranda. I don't know if you know of Carmen Miranda. She goes, I, I, I love you very much. Oh, she's quite. <laughs> I don't know about a. a a 40s um, 
film star. Um, and she had, she was Spanish, I think. And she had all these um, uh, fruit, fruits in her hair and in a sort of turban. <laughs> it sounds crazy describing her, but she was very glamorous. And she would sing, I, 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 I love you very much. And stuff like that. She was very eccentric. And she was in a lot of Hollywood films, I think. And uh, they asked me if I would paint, because it was about her life, Carmen Miranda, would I do paint a backdrop of 20-foot-high strawberries and bananas? And I agreed and... We did it, and they put it on, and it was a, a good production. <laughs> That's brilliant, and it's so um, it's it's very inspiring to see that you know just by lifting your hand up and saying that I can do it, you can actually end up working for some of the biggest, um, enormous production companies and huge, uh, you know, kind of theatre shows like Beauty and the Beast, River Dance, Cats, um, and really show up in those spaces. It's uh, it's incredible. But then I also see that you've exhibited regularly at Blackheath and Colton and North London and London Bridge. Yeah. How how did you get involved and, and start doing that? And, and what can we expect next from you? Uh, when I did uh, the uh, um, Blackheath, I, I met people through... Uh, when I first started back on my journey through art, I I used to go to Black the Blackheath Conservatoire, and I had a, a um, I would do a drawing class. Uh, sorry, a, a, it was um, an arts projects um, where you could do your own project, but it, it was a kind of um, uh, an art class, but it wasn't really because it, it was for advanced people. So you you could go there and um, do do some drawing and have some guidance. So when I when I started back, I had um, a, a tutor called David Webb, who was an artist himself, abstract artist. He kind of mentored me and others in the class. Um, I used it for me. It was uh, this one lesson a week, which I could afford, and I couldn't afford. A uh, studio space of my own, so I—that was my studio space. That that one lesson a week, you know, and it grew. I, I then did um, sign up for two lessons a week, <laughs> and um, had an exhibition there in their cafe, um, and I met other artists who were putting on shows in other parts of Blackheath. So. Um, Joining that class was a, a, a great thing to do. I met, met other people in the community of Blackheath and learned about the the exhibitions that you could put on there. And more locally in my own area near Charlton, I would I put um I have put on um, I joined an exhibition at Charlton House. It wasn't my exhibition, but as part of a sort of group exhibition. Um, now I have I have a collaboration with um, Artfix in Woolwich and Greenwich, and um, I, I am a regular artist in residence there. Um, 
and uh, I meet other people who are artists there, people um, who, who are interested in art, sort of gravitate towards art tricks because um, going by coffee, but you're surrounded by the arts and it's a, a great space because it's not just a coffee shop with nice paintings in it or nice artwork. Um, anybody can come in there and become a, a, an artist in resident. You know, you can you can uh, be any kind of artist as well. You don't have to be painting and drawing. You can be a sculptor. You can be an actor. You can be a musician. You can. <coughs> be a poet you know um and or dancer um basically you come in and the, the whole concept is about you have you have an idea you want to, to make do something with your idea whether it's um maybe a book publishing maybe an art exhibition maybe a fashion show, you know, it's up to you. You have this idea, you want it, you want it um, to make it work. And Art Fix, what they will do is try and help you to, to do that. Uh, and uh, in an, it's all affordable. So, and it's all on the high street. So it's, it's for everyone. It's not just, it's not for the elite, you know, it's for everyone to, to come and, um, explore whatever it is your dream they'll try and help help make it work as best they can you know this is brilliant it, yeah it is <laughs> yeah and I think it's great that you've been able to share that because first of all art is something that has been associated with the elite so it's nice that you've been able to not only express your um, emotions and uh, your your way of showing up as a role model, not just for women, but showing confidence and in your work. But you've also kind of shared that art is for everybody who wants to be involved. And for anybody who's listening, um, you know, the, the profits go towards refugees who uh, are then enabling themselves to become entrepreneurs and really stand on their own two feet, uh, which is fantastic. So, you know, you, you mentioned that you're supporting some um, mental health institutes as well through your work of art. Uh, would you please elaborate a little bit more on that? Because of the coronavirus and the lockdown, we, we did have the funding, but now we're having to rethink it um, to try and um, still carry out um, the work we want to do with the vulnerable groups like the autistic group, the dementia group and um, a mental health group. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure who, who that group is yet, but I'm, I'm having a meeting next week about it with a, a couple of... Um, young aspiring artists who want to, to join um, and help out with the community uh, artwork. So we're, we're hoping to um, reapply for that, um, for that project. Um, uh, I've got high hopes for it. It's just a matter of convincing them, yes, we can do it by social distancing rather than 
um, by a Zoom meeting because you, as you, as you can imagine, doing a Zoom meeting, a Zoom art class for dementia patients might be a little tricky. <laughs> and we need not just the training from that, which uh, uh, we have got a, a lady called Angelica who's who's local to to Woolwich that can help us with that. Um, we. We um, well, we've we've got lots of local people and and, and uh, local artists, and we're hoping to just re rethink it around the coronavirus and still get the funding to to carry out a year's worth of classes to help do an art therapy year-long course which will end in an exhibition for these vulnerable groups raising awareness about the groups themselves and uh, their issues um it's it's an exciting thing i think so and i hope that we can make it work absolutely (laughs) i mean for anybody listening we have been able to cover so much in in this one episode But what really kind of stands out for me um, from everything that you've shared is, first of all, you're using um, your intuition and you really are allowing uh, the rhythm of the music to to kind of lead you to express yourself through your conscious and subconscious mind. And it's really interesting to see how uh, you're working with um, so many different organizations to support um, and help their community through these difficult times. One, through the coronavirus, many have been impacted uh, mentally, through their financials, through relationships breaking down. And so by you giving and offering this course um, is really going to help people at least to start expressing themselves. Alternatively, if anybody can support, the profits also go towards uh, refugees who then can transform their lives with a bit of support through the artwork that Louise is doing, which is facilitated by ArtsFix. And also she is exhibiting in, you know, spaces like Blackheath. And um, is there any exhibitions that we could possibly look forward to if we are interested in buying your art, maybe through your website, maybe through your Instagram, maybe there's an exhibition. Do you mind sharing that? Arts for Refugees are on a platform on Shopify and if you want to see any example of my work, you can easily go to my Instagram address, which is um, onmyway.tothetape. Play on words there because anybody can be on their way to the Tate or just walk up the riverside, the South Bank. You'll eventually get there. <laughs> but it's on on my way dot to the Tate, um, and you can see uh, you can see examples of my work on Instagram, which is really my portfolio of work. Um, and some of it is uh, up at Artfix Woolwich or Artfix Greenwich. So if, if you're interested, come down and visit. If you're interested in being an artist and resident, come down or, or send us an email, which you can find on the Artfix website. Thank you so much. 
uh, as Louisa's already shared with us, she has uh, lent her talent to the Royal Borough of Greenwich, facilitating artwork with local communities and really helping successful exhibitions of printmaking, sculpture, installations at the Woolwich Centre Library. She also is helping with um, creating this programme to help individuals not only get over dementia, but for anybody who's dealing with some form of mental health and needs some support, can use art as a way of expressing themselves with a little bit of help. And for anybody who is interesting in any form of coaching, um, that's something that I can also provide on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And all of those details will be linked in the show notes. And thank you so, so much for coming, Louisa. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's been enjoyable. <laughs> And um, it, I would just just say if anybody out there who, who's really passionate about art, um, keep at it. And if you um, want to, you know, actually get serious about the arts in in you know real life, you you want to you want to make art your 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 work. I, I would say, you know, if if you really want it. You will do it. You will do it. You'll find a way. Just believe in yourself. It's hard to believe in yourself because it's hard, a hard will to get into, but believe in yourself. That's, that's it. That's what you need is um, self-belief. I know it sounds very simple, but um, it, it's true. It's absolutely true. 